Yes. Yes, good people. It is Friday. It's very wet outside. Phil Collins in your ear. Big Slay in your ear. This is the Boom Boom Room. Brought to you by Ford Service Insurance. Give them a shout out every time. Johnny Pratt and Paul Pratt Jr. Go see them for all your insurance needs. We are live on Facebook, Ron Slay. Instagram, Ron Slay 35. Also, Periscope, Ron Slay 35. This is the Boom Boom Room, people. This is it. This is what you get every Friday, 5 to 6, riding home from work, especially on these rainy days. Wasn't no school today. Not for the kids. So the kids, I hope you got it on your iPads or on your phones or whatever you got to download. You get a little taste of the Boom Boom Room. Parents, you ought to be coming home from work. Tell them babysitters, hold tight. You'll be there shortly. It's wet outside. It's flooding outside. But right here in the Boom Boom Room, it is dry. Only flooding you're going to get is me flooding your airwaves. Ron Slate, VFL. Right here locked and loaded. All right, people, what we have to cover today, Tennessee versus Kentucky, the recap. I know a lot of people, we're trying to get it out of our system. We got to talk about it here in the boom, boom room first. Then it'll get out of our system, and then we'll move on. After that, we want to talk about the matchup with Vandy, ugly matchup. The matchup with Vandy is something like the weather that is going on right now outside. They brought that weather up to Rocky Top and put it on the floor. Ugly game. Ugly game, people. But the look ahead will be to the matchup versus number 13, LSU. After that, we'll look ahead for a heavy, heavy road game versus Ole Miss. And in our fifth and last segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the NCAA and the standings and Duke getting spanked by Carolina. A lot of things to try to get into, so... We're going to dive right in, people. This is episode 14. I'm Ron Slay, your host, VFL, SEC legend, Nashville legend. All of those that you can put under it, put under my name, please. I'll accept them. First, the Tennessee-Kentucky recap. 86-69. to People, we were still number one when we went up to Rupp. Rupp is a very tough place to play. I remember telling you all this was a veteran group that was going to go back up there that – had had good success the year before, not only at Rupp, but in Knoxville by sweeping Kentucky. Now, didn't go, didn't go as the didn't go as planned, you know, and not as my plans, not in Tennessee's plans. Looked like it went on and went in the Cal's plans, though. Cal was pretty much spot on. So he got the opportunity by losing to LSU the two days three days before on a Wednesday night. On a controversial call that could have been called goaltending, it could have been called um, no basket. But when they went back to look at it to see if the if the basket counted, they did count it because they couldn't overrule a call um, that wasn't made on the court. So Kentucky ended up losing that game. It was a physical physical game against LSU. And the reason I'm leading all, I'm giving you all this is to lead up to something about the Tennessee and Kentucky game. So, in a sense, Kentucky was outmanned physically on the boards. Their wings, Keldon Johnson, who was a great player, Oak Hill alum, shout out. He was handled on the wing by Mays for LSU. So, with that loss, 
Cal got to go back to the drawing board. Now, I'm just guessing, being a former player, I can imagine that practice went something like this. The next day, film session. Then you go practice. Practice, you're getting screamed at. Probably got on the line a couple times. After practice, another film session. Go home, download. I'm not sure how college works, but I'm pretty sure you can download things to people's iPad and film, and you make people go back and watch the clips. So when they watch the clips, they come back into practice on Friday. Friday, we're getting after it a little bit more before the game. Probably a shorter practice, but more intense. They probably got after it. You know Tennessee is going to play a physical game. They played a Bob Huggins team. Huggins left the court saying they were physical. They played a Frank Martin team. Frank Martin said they were physical. So what do you expect coming into a rivalry game versus Kentucky? Plus, they got number one on their back. All the fuel and motivation was there for Kentucky. Come Saturday, the Vols, number one, roll in the Rupp Arena. Look up. The banners don't bother them. Look around, the fans don't bother. You see the cheerleaders cheering, popcorn popping. Big, Big Blue Nation is in effect. Does it bother them? I doubt it. It wouldn't have been one last year. The ball is tipped. Kentucky controls the tip. Come down, get it on the wing, pitch it up top to P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington, pump fakes, drives right. Grant Williams takes the charge. This is how we start the game. Now, with that being the setting, I'm thinking, uh-oh, Kentucky in trouble tonight, people. We got something. Grant came to play here in the defensive stands, first foul on P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington is the one that dominated the series last year, even though Kentucky won. I mean, Tennessee won. P.J. Washington physically dominated his matchup. Grant is ready. After that, people, it was downhill. I believe it was a, a baby hook from P.J. Washington, um, a missed shot by us, came back down, an open shot for Keldon Johnson on the wing, three bottoms. Go back down, missed shot by us, come back, Keldon Johnson, open again, bottoms. Bone came down, made a pull up, kind of kept us in the game, but people, from that point on, we were fighting an uphill battle. And when I say we got physically out, man, I can't sugarcoat it because that's where we stand by here in the boom-boom room. It's no sugarcoating, no sugarcoating at all. We got hit in the mouth. Now, did we go down? We ain't fall down. But we did bounce on the ropes. And, and, and luckily, the ropes had a little spring to them, and it bounces back up. But while we had our we had our guard up trying to swing, we were punch drunk. And things didn't go as well as we thought they would. Although, going into halftime, we were only down six points, which gave us Tennessee fans a little hope. We can turn this around. Why? Because this is a veteran group. Why? Because they already been up here and they won before. Why? We number one in the nation. Why? We beat Gonzaga. All of this is filtering in. I'm feeling all of this. Come out in the second half and, uh uh-oh, Kentucky. (laughs) Kentucky got that thing rolling again, people. You looked up, we were down 19 or 20. At this point, as a fan, I'm saying the game is over. Lo and behold, Tennessee goes on a 13-0 run. Gets back in the game. But with that 13-0 run, a lot was given right then. A lot of energy. And we still wasn't making open shots. So, let me give you the, let me give you the recap because we lost the game. Let me give you this part. This, this, I, I got to give you the factuals. Got to give you the actual factuals in the boom-boom room. Field goal percentage when it's such. 
UK shot 54.7%. At one point in the game, they were shooting 60% from the field. Hard to beat a team on their own court like that. The Vols were shooting 40.7. Mind you, the Vols did get a lot of open looks, just couldn't make them. Now, granted, a lot of that goes to the defense by Kentucky, but at the same time, man, you just got to slow down and make them shots. Three-point percentage, UT shot 7-25 for a total of 28%. Not a vol. That's very not not vol like. UK shot thirty eight point five percent, five for thirteen. Kelvin Johnson with some big threes. Free throw percentage fourteen from eighteen from the line with seventy seven point eight percent for UT, sixty nine point seven percent. An Achilles Achilles heel of um, Coach Cal in his coaching career, sixty nine point seven percent, which is. Better than what it's usually, it usually is. Now, this is where the discrepancy lies, folks. 39 to 26 on the rebounds. I mean, they clowned us on the boards. 39 to 26. Assists, Kentucky, 14. Us, 11. We're used to averaging 19. Top three in the nation with assists. We only had 11 assists. Six steals for Kentucky, four for UT. Six blocks for Kentucky, one for UT. Nine turnovers for us. And I told y'all on every show, if you can stay nine turnovers and below, got a great chance at beating any team. But not if the team is shooting 60% from the field. Kentucky 11 turnovers. Grant Williams finished with 16-8, and eight, but he felt a lot of the floor most of the night because they were physically beating him. Um, he was knocked off balance when he was jumping. It was an ugly game. It was an ugly game. Schofield had 17-6. Bone had 19-6. So pretty steady numbers. But this is where, this is where you, you, you start scratching your head. Lamonte Turner, 2 for 11, 0 for 7 from 3. Four points. Kyle Alexander, four points, three rebounds. Jordan Bowden, three points, 1 for 7, 0 for 4 from the 3. That, that, that right there, people, that's not going to get it because that's not what we're built on. We're built on... Getting the ball on the block, being successful there, the ball, the ball movement and the ball hopping from side to side, getting open shots and knocking down the open shots. Also playing defense. Now, when I say defense, PJ Washington had 23 and 5. And that 23 and 5 wasn't just 23 and 5. It was an impactful 23 and 5. That 23 and 5 was really like, honestly, 32 and 10. I'm going to be all the way honest with you. The impact it had on the game. Kelvin Johnson, 19. I told you he opened up the first half with three, three straight threes, three for three. Hero. This is the guard, people. 15 points. And put the asterisk beside this. 13 rebounds for a guard. 13 rebounds for a guard. They had 39. 13 of them came from him, a guard. It's tough, man. Reed Travis, 11 and 8. Hagen's 9 and 7. Now, I told you all earlier. In last week's episode that it was going to be a problem with their length. And it showed up. But not only their length was a problem, but the physicality of the game was a problem. Only because, and it's not saying that UT isn't physical. Only because we didn't match the physicality. You know, it was it, you go into a game, this is coming from a former player. You go into a game and you look and you see how the referees are officiating the game. If they're letting you play and letting you knock each other around, you got to adjust your style. Now, granted, we're supposed to go to the line a lot, but that's what that's, that's not the way the game was called. 
So we can go on and on about this game. I'm ready to get it under the rug. I'm going to shove it up under there. Y'all leave it under the rug. Matter of fact, I'll sit it outside, put it in this rain, let the rain wash it away. That's no longer a problem on our, on our radar. We will see Kentucky again March 2nd. And mark my words, it'll be totally different. Grant will come to play. Admiral will come to play. Kyle Alexander, you are now on a milk carton. And this is me. This is from the big dog. And I hate talking like this. But you're on a milk carton. And I need you to get off that milk carton and be showing up in this LSU game tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Bowden, get that stroke back. Turner, get that stroke back. Boom, be consistent. Push pace. Control pace. All of this. Ease, we need something from you. Falky, we need something from you. Derek Walker, we need something from you. Jalen Johnson, you now in the mix. We need something from you. This is the Boom Boom Room. I'm your host, Ron Slate. We're going to pay some bills. We'll be right back. We'll talk about the Tennessee Vandy matchup. Then we'll look ahead to LSU. Stay right here with me, people, on this rainy, rainy, rainy Friday. I'll be right back. Complete, detailed scouting report from an expert can be the key to victory. That's just what great independent insurance agents deliver. They scout insurance companies for you and recommend winners like Grange. Let Full Service Insurance show you how Grange's strong value and fast claim service delivers league-leading coverage. Call Full Service Insurance at 615-790-0990 or visit their website at info at fullserviceins.com. Full Service Insurance, 903 Murfreesboro Road in Franklin, Tennessee. Welcome back, people, to the Boom Boom Room. I'm your host. As I told you before, I ain't went nowhere. The rain ain't washed me away. I'm still sitting right here in the Boom Boom Room. Boom Boom Room brought to you by Full Service Insurance. Good people. Johnny Pratt, Paul Pratt, Junior. <laughs> I just gave you the, the rundown of the Tennessee-Kentucky game. That is now in the rearview mirror. Don't bring it back up. Don't talk to me about it. I don't want to hear no calls, no texts, or nothing. Mercer, I got a text from you. Cliff Hawkins, I got a text from you. Eric Daniels, I got a text from you. Keith Bogans, I'm glad you ain't hit me. Tayshawn Prince, I'm glad you ain't hit me. But guess what? What y'all better believe, as soon as we spank y'all on Rocket Top, y'all phone will be blowing up. And if I can get to your door, I'm going to come to your door with it and knock on the door. That's me, Big Slay. Open up the door. Hello. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now, people, on to the ugly game. We're going to slide through this one a little quickly because this was an ugly game. The Vandy UT game. Tell of the tape. Field goal percentage when it's such 32% from Vandy, 41% from us, 28.6% from three for us. Still didn't shoot the three ball well. 30% for Vandy. Free throws. Only went to the line nine times, but Vandy did three worse and went to the line six times. 50% from them, 66 for us. Rebounds, which was a factor in the Kentucky game. So this would be the first game from the Kentucky game. We out-rebounded Vandy, who's a, a slightly physical team. Got some nice size, 40 to 33. Kudos to that. Check that off. Check. Assists, 13 to 11. Still not right where we want to be um, as far as being number three in the nation or two in the nation in assists. Right there at about 19.2 to 20, anywhere in that area. Only had 13 assists, but it's hard to um, get assists if you're missing shots. So uh, we chalked that up. Steals, even at 6-6. Six to six. Blocks, we uh, guarded the paint a little bit better. Four blocks to one. 
turnovers, two higher than, than, than we usually needed. So 11 turnovers for us, 12 for Vandy, ugly game. Grant was a stabilizer in this one with 14 points and 11 rebounds. Admiral had 12 points and five rebounds. Lamonte got his stroke back, which kind of put a little distance in the game with 12 points. Bone, steady night with nine and six. Bowden only had four. Forky and Jalen Johnson had two. As far as Vanderbilt goes, Neesmith had 13 and five. Shitu had nine and six. Ryan had nine. Saban Lee was a bright spot for them with eight points, five assists, and nine, um, nine rebounds. This was a stagnant game offensively. Now, a little punch, um, a little punch drunk remained a little bit from the UK, UK game. The most important thing is the way the Vols have practiced since coming back from Rupp. Now, um, through the grapevine, you could hear that they were a lot more in tune and getting back to the details of the things that made them uh, successful prior to the Kentucky game as far as um, details, as far as rebounding, positioning on defense, sharing the ball more. Um, just um, shots didn't go. That's the thing that you can't control. But what you can control is your effort. And you got to see that in one particular play in the second half where um, the ball bounced out. Chateau had a rebound on the right block, fumbled a little bit, bowed knocked it loose. Fulkerson then proceeded to dive to the sideline, um, save the ball, throw it back in, and outlet it to, um, I believe, Bone for a fast break. So that effort – right there should be commended and that's an effort we didn't see in the game before <clears throat> excuse me we were a little careless at times with the ball in this Vanderbilt game I think that comes from pressing to get something perfect done you know I think um to translate what you've been doing on the practice court to the game takes a, a another another mental approach that you have to you have to have as far as the game and I think that going forward it will pay dividends going into the LSU game. Some positives from this game. We out-rebounded Vandy, which was huge. Um, showed that we can establish a low post presence. So it was a point in the game where <clears throat> it was a four-point game and, you know, things wasn't going from the outside. So Rick Barnes called – Coach Barnes called the timeout, came out of the timeout, and the next two possessions went to Grant Williams on the left block. One was a, a baby hook. The next one, I believe he went middle and scored. So – Although we haven't seen that, Grant's banged up a little bit, we did get to see he can still establish his role on the block, and that is our calling card. He is a pillar of this UT team, AD being the other pillar. And now a third pillar to be counted on would be Bone. Everybody else fall in line and, and, and we go as such. Um, some negatives from this game. Couldn't throw a rock in the ocean besides Turner. Um, who did get hot and hit two back-to-back -back deep threes that kept them rolling and um, kind of put some space between the scoring. Also, you have to get we have to the negative of this game. You have to get Kyle Alexander on track somehow, some way. Kyle Alexander has to get back involved, whether it be offensively. I would prefer defensively as far as blocking shots, rebounding, getting outlets, and um, one thing we were. We were really seeing from Kyle Alexander was the strength in his hands earlier on in the season as far as grabbing the rebound two hands, also being able to tip the ball and keeping it alive for two or three attempts on um, on the offensive possession. That was big. You know, um, we haven't been getting those same opportunities. And a lot of that lies on him. You know, um, 
you don't want to put a lot of pressure on Kyle Alexander, but when you got main goals as far as winning the national championship, the the responsibility has to be distributed uh, not evenly, but everybody has to take a piece of it. And Kyle Alexander, this is your piece to take. Forky McFly, you also have a piece of the uh, a piece of the, the the cake there and the responsibility that you have to take on. You did do a better job of being back active. I saw that in the Vanderbilt game. You had a nice, a very nice tip in dunk that was beautiful. You um, also Bowden. The, the make a miss thing, that's fine. But what I like from the Vanderbilt game was Bowden being active on the defensive rebounds and getting it out and pushing it. Lamonte, we know what you're going to do. You're a hot pocket turner, baby. You're right out the microwave. We know what it is with you. Jordan Bone, I'm going to say the Vanderbilt game was more of a situation of him trying to get people involved, run the offense, um, get get guys into places, turn down a couple of looks that you could have taken. Going forward against Tremont Waters Saturday at 11 Central, 12 Eastern, I want to see you take it to them like like you've been taking it to these guards all along leading up to the season. That is – that's a problem for these people. You pushing the pace, taking shots, that's a problem for these people. Now, we do go as you go, Bone, and it's as simple as that. What we're going to do right now, we're going to come right back from break because we lasted on that UK game for quite a second. But now we got Vandy out the way. We got UK out the way. Now the look ahead comes to LSU. Big, big, big matchup. Not only a, a top 25 matchup, but a matchup for first who can really control the SEC and set themselves up for a regular season SEC championship through a tough stretch. This is the Boom Boom Room, people. Every Friday, 5 to 6. I'm going to give y'all the number when we get back because I forgot to give it to you. So hold on. We'll be right back. This is Ron Slade from the Boom Boom Room. W-A-K-M Franklin. Stay tuned as Ron Slay talks everything sports. Brought to you by Full Service Insurance. Coming up, the W-A-K-M Game of the Week. The best in high school basketball. And follow the Tennessee Volunteers and Tennessee Titans right here on W-A-K-M. The home in 2019 for NASCAR Racing. Welcome back, people. You are in the Boom Boom Room with Ron Slay, VFL, SEC, legend, Nashville, legend, Tennessee, legend. Shout out real quick, man. I got my little sisters, Stephanie and Carly, watching. They up there on the hill, man, Oak Hill Academy. Um, Helped me make it through up there. My little sisters up there, man. Shout out to y'all. Coach Smith, Miss Smith, love y'all. Now, people. The volunteer love is going around on this rainy, rainy, rainy Friday from 5 to 6 right here in the Boom Boom Room. Let me give you the number real quick. Now, mind you, we are live on Ron Slay on Facebook and also live on Instagram, Ron Slay 35. So we're all across all of your social media platforms giving all the love out. Feel free to comment. We'll try to get to your questions. If you want to call in. 615-794-1950. 615-794-1950. Feel free 
to call in and voice your opinion in the Boom Boom Room. I'm right here. I want all the smoke. Give it to me how you can give it to me, and I'm going to give it back to you. And we'll give you a little shot. You'll become an instant Boom Boom Room member, people. So, here we go. Looking ahead to the matchup in Baton Rouge against LSU. All my people, uh, Lil Boosie, Boosie fans, Shaquille O'Neal fans, uh, 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 um, who else? Pete, Pistol Pete Maravich, all those fans, man. Stay tuned because we're coming to Baton Rouge and we're coming out with a victory. I'm going to tell you that right now. All that Go Tiger stuff, put it on the back burner. Tell her the tape goes as such. Points per game, UT's averaging 83.7. LSU's averaging 82.9. These are the two highest scoring teams in the SEC. So it, 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 should, it should be an up and down game and a lot of scoring. Hopefully, hopefully UT can put a hold, uh, a hold to some of that up and down game that, that we got going on. Points given up, 67.4 for UT, 73.5 for LSU. Field goal percentage. 50.7 for UT, 47.2 for LSU. Rebounds per game, even at 37 a game. Assist per game, 19.3 for UT, 13.6 for LSU. Blocks per game, 5.6, 4.6 for LSU, 4.6 and 5.6 for UT. Steals per game, 9.6. LSU is shooting the passing lane, 5.8 for UT. Now, before we go any further into this, we got a caller on the line, my man from Gateway Tires, one of the the founding fathers of the Boom Boom Room. Go bold and talk to me. How you doing, brother? Welcome to the Boom Boom Room. Golf, are you there? Golf Bowden, going once, going twice. You got to call back, Golf. Give me a call back and we'll get you right in here on the line. Are you anything is the question that people want to know. All right, here we go. Now, about LSU. LSU is 4-1 in their last five games. They lost a heartbreaking loss last game. Um, they also lost to an Arkansas team at home by one, 90-89. One at Mississippi State. Um, one against Auburn at home. Went to Kentucky and won on that controversial tip by two. Also, yeah, sure. against Georgia, 83-79. to 79. Now, we, we just had a, a boom, boom, room, boom, boom, room correction. Garth Bolton is on the line. Garth, talk to me. What's going on, Slay? What's up, my brother? What are you doing, Garth? I'm headed to call a little regional action right off you go off of there. All right, who you got tonight, Garth? Tell us who you got. Uh, we got the uh, Page Lady Patriots uh, versus uh, Cane Ridge. Oh, okay, okay. This this ought to be a nice one then. This quarterfinals. This the first round. What is it? Uh, this is the uh, this is the first round of regional. Okay. All right. All right. All right. You got you want to weigh in on any anything we've been talking about here on here um, lately, Garth? Well, as far as my first question is, is you mentioned Grant Williams is banged up. What's going on with him? Well, I, I don't think as as far as him being banged up, I think everybody's banged up th- at this point. I think he um, took some tough falls in the Kentucky game, and you can see that linger into the Vanderbilt game. <clears throat> and he also looked like he aggravated his left wrist a little bit. But it's nothing that nothing where I say, like, 
it should hinder him from playing hard or being 100% because nobody's 100% at this point. So that's all I was meaning by that. Well, my other, my other uh, observation is, you know, after the Kentucky loss, we would all feel like they would have came out playing with a little more chip on their shoulder and less more pressure uh, against Vanderbilt. It appeared they were just uptight and weren't playing with that chip of that edge that they need to go on in, in this second half of the SEC run. What do you think on that? Well, I, I, I think, um, Garth, I appreciate you calling in. That is an official member of the Boom Boom Room. I do think that they, they might have came out not lethargic, but – I think they came out trying not to make mistakes and do things perfectly. And also, we have to we have to remind ourselves they were playing a Vanderbilt team that hasn't won an SEC game, so they're playing all balls to the wall. <laughs> they're gonna go all out. So that's one. It's a rivalry. That's two. Um, so you you got to expect Vanderbilt to play above and beyond uh, like they did at Vandy. So um, I I I think we it was some good things taken out of it. My my. My observation was the details that we were paying attention to as far as the hustle, um, also the rebounding and defensive positioning, not losing your man, and getting back to like we were early in the year, running guys off of the three-point line. So that was my biggest thing, and I think we did show that. Do you have a game tomorrow? Yeah, man. We um. The the Innsworth Tigers are going down going down to Chattanooga to Macaulay, man, where it's a tough place to play. And, and we got a big one there in order to get the Lipscomb um Lipscomb College to 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 play for the state championship. We gotta go down to Macaulay and handle a little business. It's gonna be a tough one. Well, good luck. I was gonna add tell you come see us tomorrow for the boys action regional, but you be safe. I'm gonna go in here and uh we'll be back on there here shortly. So Love you and have a good show, buddy. I appreciate you. Love you too, golf man. Appreciate you calling in. That is a Boom Boom Room member. Remember, you can call in to 615-794-1950. Now, to go into a little depth about what I call a Garth Bolden um, from Gateway Tires. Shout out to Gateway Tires. Any tire needs, go go check them out. You know, they, they can take care of your business. To feed in and feed off of what he was talking about a little bit, as far as health goes, as far as um, energy level goes, um, as far as if the guys look tired, there isn't a team in the top ten in the nation. Now, y'all can fact check it. Fact check this. Not one team minus North Carolina that doesn't have at least three guys playing over 30 minutes a game. Now, UT has two guys and another one right at 30, but nobody's over 32 minutes. So when it comes to being tired, hey, man, this is what the conditioning is for. Like, you find ways to rest your body, and and it's sheer will at this point. You know, these are the dog days until you get into March Madness or your conference tournament to get that second win. You got to make it through this stretch of the season. This is when teams are tested to see whether they fall out of the bubble. That's why the bubble and things are, they exist because it's so important because you can have a team right there that can have an eighth seed and <laughs> in five games after that be the last four in or playing, looking for the play-in game. So I don't want it to get misconstrued that UT is playing their guys too much or anything. Everybody is. Duke is. North Carolina is. Uh, North Carolina is playing two people a lot. Um they 
they do have an advantage where they can go nine to ten deep where they don't have to play as many guys. But everybody else, by this time, your rotation is cut down to at least seven or eight. So the bulk of the minutes are going to be played. Now, if you can go in and get a blowout, you can get those guys a rest quicker. But at this point, man, it's not going to be too many blowouts. There's going to be people getting after it and wanting to play for uh, for March ter- March Madness tournament time um, seeding. So, um just take a look at that, man. Go go look at the stats as far as minutes in the top ten, and I guarantee you won't you won't find more than one team, and that one team being North Carolina, without three guys being over thirty minutes a game. So tired, throw that out the window. You know, um, injuries, injuries is another thing. You either hurt or you injured. Everybody's hurt, guaranteed. Injured, you're not even on the court. If you hurt. You're on the court. Everybody is hurt on the court. I can promise you that. Everybody, especially in that top ten, because all of these teams minus Nevada um, is physical. Everybody has low post presence. Everybody has guys batting, batting people around. So everybody's going to be hurt. So we're not going to use that as an excuse. Back to LSU, the matchup tomorrow. LSU is led by Tremont Waters. He is the sec- he is second in the league in assists, right behind Jordan Bone, while averaging 16 points per game. Followed by talented freshman Nas Reed, who stands at 6'10 and is their best three-point shooter. Statistically, he's giving you 13.8 points per game and 6.3 rebounds. Has an all-around game. Then you got the junior Skylar Mays on the wing. He, to me, is the X factor. He's averaging 13 points per game. Now, Tremont Waters, you know what you're going to get. Uh, now, when I say you know what you're going to get, I'm meaning he controls tempo. He's going to shoot big-time shots if they need to be taken at that time. But he he's a wild card as far as making misses. Now, he can be he can be hot and, and win the game for him, or he can be cold and shoot him out of the game. Just want to throw that out there. But the X factor, all-around game, is Skylar Mays to me. Freshman Javante... Smart is a, a talented freshman, very athletic, had a nice baseline dunk. Nice baseline dunk in the last game they played. He's averaging 10 points and can get hot at any time. Anchor in the middle is Cavell Bigby Williams. 6-11, averaging two blocks per game. And changing probably about four or five more shots a game. He was the one that wasn't boxed out in the Kentucky game versus LSU that got the tip in. That could have been called goaltending, but wasn't. Um, they are a very strong offensive rebounding team. They lead the league in steals, um, and they are second in scoring. So not only do you have them able to put the ball in the basket, but they have a way of manufacturing points by steals and getting out in, in transition. So some of the keys for us, box out, which has been a key throughout the season, box out definitely. Take care of the ball, secondly. And third, make your open shots and have defensive balance if you do miss, being a, meaning get back in transition. The people that are supposed to be going to the boards, go to the boards. People that are supposed to be getting back, y'all get back. So you can stop them in transition because they are an athlete, athletic team. Both teams should want to push tempo. So it should be an exciting game. Only speed bump, two speed bumps. One, this is the second matchup we're going into where – uh, a top 25 team has has been beat, and they were beat in overtime. 
So LSU was beating overtime. I forget by who. They just played uh, Florida. Florida beat them in overtime, and that that was that was a tough loss for them. So they have a wake up call. <laughs> they have a wake up call, just as Kentucky had a wake up call. The second speed bump. It's an eleven o'clock game Central Time. Now I don't know how many athletes like getting up and going out and playing a full fledged game. Practice is one thing. Playing a full fledged game is another. So hopefully we get we got our boots tied on tight and got our hard hats on and we going to work and we establish that low post presence and we knock down our outside shots and we rebound. We're gonna take a quick bait break before we get into old miss, touch on a couple things coming back. And then we'll give you what's in the sleigh ride right here in the Boom Boom Room. What's in my thoughts? Hang on, people. Be in the Boom Boom Room with Ron Slay. Back to the Boom Boom Room. Yeah, we jamming on this rainy, rainy, rainy Friday. Getting ready for the big matchup against LSU. Followed later on by a matchup versus Ole Miss. Gotta get past this one first, though, people. 615-794-1950 is the number to the Boom Boom Room. Feel free to call in, state your opinions, state your questions. I'll get right to you. We live on Ron Slay on Facebook, Ron Slay 35 on Instagram. We're all around the world with it. Quickly, quickly. I'm going to slide Teller the Tape versus Ole Miss, and then I'm going to get into some things that's on my mind. Teller the Tape points per game, 83.7. Giving up 67.4 points per game for UT. Ole Miss, coached by Kermit Davis, fifth in the SEC with a big, big victory um, against Auburn, I believe. I believe it was Auburn. Big victory there, averaging 76.6 points per game, giving up 70.2 points per game. Field goal percentage, 46.5 for Ole Miss. Rebounds per game, 35.2 for Ole Miss. 50.7 shooting for UT, 37.7 rebounds. I told you we're top three in the nation in assists with 19.3. Ole Miss is averaging 14.7 assists. Blocks per game, 3.7 for Ole Miss, 5.6 for UT. 5.8 steals per game for UT, 7.8 steals for Ole Miss, second in the league. Kermit Davis has done an outstanding job in his first year. In their last five games, they are 1-4. They face Georgia Saturday before facing the Vols at Ole Miss next Tuesday. A tough road loss at South Carolina by 15. They are led by two prolific scores in Brian Tyree, averaging 18.4 points per game, second in the SEC behind Grant Williams. And also Terrence Davis, a wing player, averaging 15.7 points per game and 6.1 rebounds. Sophomore Devontae Shuler, shout out to you, Oak Hill alum. He can explode at any time. He's averaging... 9.6 points per game right now. Also, outstanding freshman Blake Hansen comes in averaging 8.6 for, uh, points per game. Anchored down low by a seven-footer from Poland. He's averaging right at one block per game, probably about 10 minutes a game. Not too much of a factor, but seven-footers can be um, a wild card in any any game plan you have. Kermit has a knack for having his team motivated to knock off top-ranked opponents. So this is a game that we cannot look past. Now. We got 10 minutes left in the boom room room, people. It's a lot of things to get to. A lot of things to get to. First and foremost, shouts out to people that are in the playoffs and getting ready for their regional tournaments. Got playoff games tomorrow. No BA. 
um, Corey Reynolds and Marcus Fitzgerald Jr. getting ready to go get busy. Um, y'all, I think they have a matchup versus MUS at BA. Us, the Innsworth Tigers, are traveling down to, to Macaulay and Chattanooga to play 7 Eastern against Macaulay to try to get back for the state championship next week um, at Lipscomb University. Shout out to my boys. It's been a great week of practice. Look very motivated. Um, gold balls need to be added, and it looks like this could be the opportunity to add those gold balls. Also, this this problem with the scoring or the rankings, I, people, have come back and gotten my degree 13 years later. It was in Africana Studies, also known as African-American Studies. I say that to say I'm not the best mathematician out there. So I'm not really... I know I tell you scoreboard numbers. I know I count a little money here and now. I, I I can do a little addition, help a little wrong with this homework. But people, when they come to this raking, I just don't understand it. Let me tell you why I say that. UT lost to Kentucky at Kentucky, who's ranked number five. UT was ranked number one. We dropped to number five after that loss. Duke, listen to me now. Duke just lost to North Carolina, who was ranked eighth at Cameron Indoor Stadium. While Duke was ranked number one, and it's a rivalry game. Granted, Zion Williamson did get hurt and leave the game early. With 33 seconds into the game, he got hurt and left the game. That's fine. All I've been hearing all year long. All year long. Man, Duke got four freshmen, man. They first round draft picks. Boy, they can get it done. They the most talented team to come through college basketball. Hey, man, listen to me. Now, if your number one goes down, that's cool. You got three other guys that are first round picks in the NBA. Come on, man, get it together. You shouldn't get beat by 16 on your home court in a rivalry game and give up to a player, Luke May, who is very good. 30 and 15? Come on, y'all. Come on. So, I say all that to say, after UT wins tomorrow, where will they place us in the top 25? And Duke has to go to Syracuse, who beat them about three or four weeks ago at Cameron Indoor Stadium. So, we're gonna see a, we should see a lot of shuffling. Anybody that should bounce back and feel good from Duke losing also would be Kentucky. Kentucky has a tough matchup versus Auburn at Kentucky, though, in their own um, confines. So Kentucky should do good in that matchup. But don't count Auburn out. Do not count Auburn out. Auburn, Auburn can go and get it done and upset some people. If Jared Harper is shooting good, Bryce Brown is shooting good, be on the lookout. You could see an upset in the making. But that's all I wanted to say about that. Now, let me run down these SEC standings real quick. Tennessee in first. LSU and Kentucky tied at 11-2. Both tied for second. Big weekend for both of them. The top three teams are beating up on each other. USC, South Carolina is still holding on to that fourth slot. Ole Miss right behind them. Now, you got Mississippi State, Auburn, and Florida. All battling back there. Now, 
I saw Pat Bradley say on the SEC Network that he was he thought nine to ten teams were going to get in to the NCAA tournament for the SEC. If that happens, hey man, that's going to be a new on any level. I've never I, I don't I see seven or eight, nine or ten is a stretch. Because when you get to nine or ten, you get to talking about Bama at nine, Arkansas at ten, like those records. Uh, they don't boast well for these for these people. Anyway, at the top three, UT still has to face Ole Miss, LSU, UK comes to UT, Mississippi State, and a, a season-ending finale with Auburn at Auburn. LSU has on the market. They play UT at home. Texas A&M goes to play at LSU. LSU has to go to Bama. They have to go to Florida. And Vandy has to go to LSU to for LSU to end their season. As for Kentucky, Auburn comes to Rupp tomorrow. Arkansas goes to Rupp. Kentucky goes to Tennessee, then to Ole Miss. Two big games on their radar. They should handle those first two as far as Auburn coming to Rupp and Arkansas coming to Rupp. Never, it's not a foregone conclusion, but we'll see what happens. They end the season playing Florida at Kentucky. Now, at this point in the season, any win is a great win, whether it's a home win or a road win. And you best believe going into March Madness healthy is what's on everybody's mind. So get a win by any means necessary and see where it all pans out. Get ready for your conference tournament. Handle your business. Then get ready for March Madness. And there you got it. That right there, people, is the formula to go and get it done. Now, if you have any other opinions to that, feel free to call into the Boom Boom Room, 615-794-1950. I'll be right here every Friday, 5 to 6. But tomorrow, I'm rolling down to Chattanooga. Go get this win in Macaulay, and then get on back and get ready for the state championship the following week. Now, I got a special guest in here, people, that he ain't really want to say nothing to you, but we got the skill wing. Y'all done heard me talk about skill wing in the build. Skill wing being in the building, us working us working together, um, him training me, us being friends. Y'all done heard all of it, man. I, I try to get him on the mic, so we're going to see if we can get him on the mic next week. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll come through and, and show us a little love. Chris, what up? Salute. I see y'all on Facebook. Y'all have any questions? Peter Crack, Pat Slay, I see you, brother. We got Italy. Masper checking in from Italy. Phil Goss, I saw you on there, homie. B Crump, VFL, I see you. Hey, man, this is the Boom Boom Room, man. Shout out real quick. Real quick. Keyshawn Lawrence, Louis McDaniel, Chaz Lanier, Key Collier, Webb, Eddie Love, Devonke Gar, Dominic. Dante win. Who am I missing? Am I missing anybody? I know I'm missing one of y'all. Whatever it may be, man. Get your mind focused tonight. We got a big trip tomorrow. We're going down on the handle business. Taking another step in the right direction. Great week of practice. Shout out to Corn Elder for coming through. DeAndre Furby for coming through, helping us practice. Hey man. We locked and loaded, people. 
Coming up on the best time of the year, March Madness. This is the Boom Boom Room brought to you by Full Service Insurance. I'm Ron Slay, your host. See you next week from 5 to 6 every Friday. Peace is love and love is peace. Believe in God, believe in yourself, and I'm out of here. We're gone.